Warning. What you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Oh man, we're live, pal. Oh shit. Okay, well, hello everybody. We are back. It's me, Elliot, joined by Keith, as always. Isn't it convenient? We always seem to be back whenever the show is starting. I know, right? In life, you kind of end up in places anywhere, anytime, but right, us here, always the same spot. It's like kismet. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. Do people even it's know the... what that word means anymore? I'm I'm not even 100% sure. I just heard an older kid say it. Yeah. I don't know. I ran with it. That's how I learned most things when I was younger. Yeah. I just heard older people saying stuff, and I just latched on to it. And you just started saying it until, like, it seemed to, like, in different situations, until, like, yeah, it until seemed it to fits. register. Just shoehorn um, it in somewhere. And... and then you're like, oh, okay, I got it. This is what this means. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, but uh, we're back. It's the Trashy Podcast, the show where we go and we t- take underrated move gems. Like, we go through the trash. We look in garbage. No, 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 no. What do we do, no, Keith? No. We, don't we even... give discarded gems a second chance, and we're out to prove once and for all there are no garbage movies, only garbage opinions. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. Um, yeah, sometimes so we we're... just talk about whatever the fuck we want. And sometimes, yeah. just sometimes, a cultural event kicks off that is so significant it cannot be ignored even by the likes of us. That is correct. And that's why we're yeah. here today. We're here today because not only is this a new episode, not only are we back with a new episode, we're back talking about something we've already talked about because just like Hollywood, we have run out of ideas. Yeah, okay. you might remember a, a little episode numbered 58 entitled Prey Trailer, in which we discussed the trailer of the new Predator film. Because that's what people want. They want people reacting to snippets of media, not full media. They want to hear people analyzing every little detail for no particular reason. Be like, why did they use Times New Roman in the credits? Does that mean that there's some sort of connection to ancient Rome? Is this some subtle hint at what we're going to see? Well, you actually, know? what you're just describing is graphic design. So, I mean, yeah, there probably was a, a reason for using. You know what, typeface. Keith? <laughs> why don't you just, you know, put a put a lid on it? You know. I get your point, though. Yeah. We talked about Prey trailer, and now we need to talk about Prey movie because we had our theories, we had our ideas, uh, we thought we knew it all, and now we need to find out who's who and what's what and figure out whether this movie screwed the pooch or was an instant classic because there is no in-between. There's only one or the other. We live in extremes. Hot takes all day. Well, Keith, I'm pretty excited though to talk about it. I guess are you? It's cliche to say that, but yeah, I don't know. What a fascinating fucking viewing experience this was. Wow. Okay. I mean, I know you gave me a few last night. You were sending me some texts and giving me a few hints as to what you might think, and I said like, no, 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 don't tell me. Let's save it for the show. So oh I'm yeah, not because a- I can't control myself. Well, how I didn't want to. Well, how dare you call me out in front of everybody? I didn't want to say it, but like apparently, like you know, it, maybe it is. T- it's going to take the public humiliation for you to finally have that wake up call that you have to like some have some sort of self control in your life, some sort of order and structure. 
like I said, I've been really worried about you. I know you've been getting onto these like weird message boards. No. Um, that have been like kind of like seeding some like unhealthy ideas in your brain about reality. You know, you were last last week you were talking about like raw dogging reality and all this stuff, and I didn't know, really know what you were getting at. And I'm just really concerned about you. But that's healthy. It's healthy to raw dog reality. <laughs> You're the yourself. sick one. You're the one with the problem. Okay, yes. Let's not talk about my drinking problem. Let's not change the subject. <laughs> oh, cla- that's classic behavior from a person in trouble is to deflect and, and, and shift the blame. One, it's, isn't it classic behavior for you to be in denial? That's right. And I'm okay with that. Well, there's one thing we can't deny is that Prey is now a movie that you can watch. That is correct. On Hulu. Uh, I don't know if you can watch it anywhere else, but. No, it just it's exclusive to Hulu. I do wish this had been released in theaters. I don't know how much of a difference it would have made in terms of my viewing experience, but it still would have been nice just to give it a shot because I think especially some of the more kind of open like vistas and some of the music and stuff would have been pretty cool in the theater. I agree. I mean, this is like, you can tell this movie is shot with a lot of like visual scope. And it's interesting too, because while I was watching and thinking like, man, I wish I could have seen it in the theater. I was like, I kind of realized that the only Predator movie I have seen in the theater is The Predator, you know, from like a few years ago. Oh, you never saw Predators? You know, I might have seen that in the theater, but I don't remember if I saw I it in the theater. I had a pretty good I, time with that one. Actually. Or if I saw, I mean, I've seen the movie. I just don't know if, right. if it was in the theater. I can't recall. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that it wasn't, but or that it just didn't leave a big impression on me, which I enjoy Predators, but yeah, it did not leave a huge impression on me yeah uh, and then obviously i was like really little when the first two came out you know oh yeah that, which that i was... which i saw i i saw them both around the time that they came out i mean I, oh wow yeah i the pre- pre- predator and the, the the first terminator are the first r-rated movies i ever saw and i watched them back to back on new year's eve when i was like six years old holy shit that's a very um, specific set of memories yeah and then I remember I remember getting uh, seeing Predator Two like when it came out on home like right when it came out on home video you know how, so I saw them around their release time but just not in the theater. How do you feel about the fact that we've become like just with these walking cliches of like all oh, our seminal movies where Predator and Terminator and Aliens and fucking RoboCop like how does that well, make you feel inside? I mean. It... I oh I'm I'm certainly okay with it because it makes for a portion makes sense uh, that that's what would happen because those were the movies that were coming out when we were kids and exposing ourselves to these type <laughs> we of were things exposing ourselves <laughs> yes out on the street like hey baby I just saw the predator <laughs> get a load of this uh, uh, no but I mean like and also just as in terms of like what was happening cinematically these were huge movies not just in the fact that they were huge hits but in just in what they were doing was changing cinema in general it's like yeah if you were at any age when jurassic park came out like oh there's never been a movie like this before this is blowing my mind yeah. you know so and i mean and at the same like time a lot of my seminal movies are other stuff too and that are more unique to me because I was going out and like trying to find other stuff and 
I would like, there was a period of time where I would, I, there was a period of time when I would literally watch any type of movie. Oh, so you were you at know? like the, you know, out in the art house theater seeing a, like the secret lives of altar boys and shit like that, right? Sure. I mean, not that one specifically, but I mean, like I would go to the library and I would go to the VHS section and I would just grab stuff and I would take it home and I would watch it, you know, like sometimes not even like even remotely aware uh, aware of, of what it is or what it was about type of thing. That sounds about right. Because like when we first met, like I thought you were kind of like an annoying guy who was like, wow, just, just like, well, I think there was a, a palpable like antagonistic quality to our relationship i think yes. you that was not it's pretty obvious to everybody i was like that with chad too there was just like yeah. a little bit of hate like a low level frequency of hatred existing between <laughs> all of us. even though we were very similar it was like yeah competitive i guess but yeah I had that impression of you where I was like, oh, this is a guy who prides himself on knowing more, way more than anybody else about the stuff. And uh-huh. uh, he seems like the type who would just watch random shit on the the off chance that one day you'll get to bring it up and be like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a genuine love of like art and creation, Keith. Yeah, you know? right. Well, maybe it is now, but... But now yeah. here we are. We're at the fucking the culmination, the final evolutionary stage of movie know it alls. <laughs> having a podcast, <laughs> we've come full circle. Yeah. Oh yeah, but yeah, we watched Prey. We watched the new Predator movie, the prequel uh, set. I guess it is a prequel because they yeah. put some shit in it that makes it a prequel. It could have easily just been like its own kind of just. Uh, what do they call it? Standalone. That? No, but they call it a uh, a period piece, a right. sci-fi period piece in I the Predator solely, universe. But I meant it was solely a, a prequel in the sense that it takes place before the other the other ones. But yeah, I guess in in other respects, it could be, just be considered a sequel because there is no continuation of specific characters or so i've decided from yeah. here on out we are not going to announce spoilers on movies that are. Uh, you know, came out before like the year two thousand or whatever. But for two thousand, so I mean, movies that came out within a twenty-two year window, we cannot give spoilers for. I don't know. What do you think a good cutoff is? I would not say twenty-two because I don't want to say oh spoilers in every fucking episode. It sounds fucking lame. If we're talking about a movie that's, uh, I mean, like this is a movie that's like cr- currently in its. If it had been released theatrically, this would be its theatrical run currently. Like, people would still be going to see it. Okay, and, fine. So, how about t- you know, 2020? Anything before 2020, we're yeah. not announced. Anything after, you're getting a spoiler warning. How about that? Right. Okay, I'm see, I'm see what you're saying. We can still talk about spoilers, but we're making an announcement that there will be yeah, spoilers. Yeah, I just don't want to have to fucking say that. Say like it every every time. Yeah, yeah like, like we're, we're talking on an about airplane and no one knows where the fuck right. the, the right. life jackets are. I thought you were saying you were making a call in an audible and that we, we could not discuss spoilers, period. Oh, no, we definitely can't. Oh, without okay. Without question. Okay, it concludes this episode of the Trash Heap because apparently we can't talk we about. We gotta anything. stop doing that too. What's that? We've done that gag too many times. Where we're like, "Well, I guess that's the end of the episode." No, it's it's, it's called a run. It's it's called a running gag. It's Keith. not funny anymore. You know what? You're not funny anymore. There, I said it. Yeah, because I'm the one who always says that gag. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, so this prey it's... movie, there's a lot of 
I don't know, I guess controversy or rumblings and grumblings and shit talking and, you know, these people like us, I guess, like uh, white male movie dipshits uh, are very precious about their franchises and the sequels that are involved, right? Terminator, Alien, Predator, all that shit. And so initially it was Dan Trachtenberg, girl, just everyone up in arms about what this movie was going to be and how it compares to the previous films and all that shit. Yeah, see, I wouldn't even call that controversy. I would just call it sexism and racism. Well, it's controversial to in the context of their value system, right? Or just bad. But I wouldn't say that the controversy surrounding the movie was, is actual controversy. It's like, I think it's just these like dipshits being sexist and racist. No, I was very excited to see not only this matchup for The Predator... But just a historic, a different historical era, right? Not not really any modern weaponry like automatic weapons and technology and the military and all that. The, those kinds of modern trappings, like we'll, we'll get an opportunity to see like a very primitive struggle for survival, which is cool. Like if you look at this as like I don't know, Last of the Mohicans or The Revenant versus Predator, like that's a cool like basic concept. Oh, absolutely. And like I, we talked about this in our trailer reaction as well in response to be, people saying like, oh, how is this a 110-pound little, you know, uh, Comanche girl supposed to beat the Predator when all these like muscle-bound commandos couldn't do it? And it's like uh, the, the the only way they were able to beat them in the first one is when they stopped using their muscles and trying to be like stronger than the predator and tried to outsmart it and like lead it into traps. Well, and if you so, think about it too, the, especially the first predator, the mm-hmm. notion that of out of all the hunts and all the sort of experience that the predator civilization brings to the table, the fact that those traps that Arnold sets are something that they have never encountered before is completely absurd. Is it absurd in the as, sense as that as they... experienced hunters, right? They would they wouldn't even lean on technology like perfectly. They would have evolved to that point, right? But right. they would probably have some kind of predator like crab scout course where they're taking uh, and learning like all that basic shit. You know, they put a, a cheeseburger on the ground with the little box propped up by the stick and the string, right? And so when they see a human coming, they yank the box. Right, yeah. You know? Yes. Like, they would know that shit. They wouldn't let a big log get dropped on their head. They would laugh that off and then shoot your face off with a plasma cannon. You know, I think is specifically stated in this new Predator movie, but perhaps more implicitly uh, suggested in the original is... There's this element of hubris to the predator himself. Like he is the world, you know. He's like, I'm this big, bad, tough ass guy. No one can stop me. And you use those things against your foe. You know, like that is the down. That is the downfall of, of the predator in both in both this film, the the new one and the original. Is that the seeming the seeming idea that these people are no match for me? Is how they use that they use that against it. You know. How do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about, uh, should we start with the stuff we didn't like and then do the stuff we did like? And yeah. then 
uh, give our definitive predator rankings at the end? Yes, I think we should do something like that. I think we should cut out all the like nonsense gibberish that we muddled about for like, 20 minutes before actually talking about the movie. Oh, I didn't record and, any of that. Oh, uh, well, I mean, what do you mean? Like what I'm talking about even after we say like, hey, it's the trash heap, like all that stuff. <laughs> oh, could no, probably that's just great stuff. Okay. All right, leave that shit in there. Yeah. And then uh yeah, we should we should go like just like dive right into the movie. Okay. What's your overall verdict on the movie? And, and then we'll get into the why. I had complicated feelings about this because here's I I really wanted this to be like a fucking blow away barn burner that silenced all the haters and the big mouths and like really did something with yeah. this concept. And I don't think it landed. Now, when I you think say you there's think lots it... of great stuff about it. Yeah. But I think it didn't. It just all didn't come together. And I think some of it's writing, some of it's direction, some of it's technical stuff, but I don't think it, it really did the business, which is wild because I'm seeing lots of like reactions that are just like, wow, this was a mind blower. And I'm like, huh, maybe I I was missing something. I think a lot of people actually went into this movie with a lot of low expectations because think about it, like one... The last Predator movie we had was atrocious. No, that's like, easily the worst of easily, them all. I'm, yeah, like so bad. And then you've had like these other uh, offerings that might be like, oh, that was fun or not great, blah, blah, blah. That's just been the state of the franchise for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and then you go, okay, oh, it's going directly to Hulu. Like, And obviously there seems to be a lot of various reasons why it is, that might be happening then so then you're kind of like, oh, they're just dumping it onto a streaming platform. Must not be that great, yeah. et cetera. So people going in with low expectations and then being like, oh, wow, that was actually pretty damn good versus you wanted this to be like this epic, unstoppable masterpiece and not quite meeting that. So then you end up kind of disappointed. I'll tell you what, like just by example, um, when I, the first time I saw Mad Max Fury Road, I really liked it, but I was disappointed. Wow. Because, and the reason why is because, and now it's like, I saw it twice in the theater, and the second time I was not, I was like, okay, this is amazing. And like I said, I I really enjoyed it the first time. I was still, but I was still disappointed because I had built it up so hard in my head. I was like, this is going to be the best action movie since Terminator 2. You know, there's nothing going to be anything like this. This It's going to blow everything else all all away. Then when it didn't quite meet those, you know, it kind of just fell a little bit sh- short of my expectations. I was just kind of, I was really good, but I, I don't know, it wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. And That's then I watched wild. it. Again. And then I watched it again. And I was like, blew my socks off. There's only know, two things I can think of in that movie that I didn't like. Well, it wasn't even a matter of not liking something in the movie. It was just like I just built it up to impossible, a, a possible like. To meet, Which know? is insane to me because there's things in that movie that I have never seen before. Sure. And I, I can guarantee that you haven't either. Which is Absolutely. It's so wild that you, in your infinite fucking uh, hubris, were like, my <laughs> imagination is far more powerful than that of George Miller. <laughs> well, also what I, was asking it, what, I was, what I was asking it to do is not just be technically... An amazing movie, but I was asking it to s- supplant my feelings about other movies that I've had 
you know, decades of love for and have, you know, have connections to beyond just seeing it for the first time. You oh, know? sure. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm asking it, th- this movie to be better than a movie that I've said is one of my favorite, mo- you know, action movies for my entire life. Right. That's that's the kind of expectations I was going into it with, which I'm not saying is what necessarily the expectations you had specifically with Prey, but possibly if you saw it again, you know, you might be like, oh, I see what people are talking about. And I know? am going to watch it again, actually, because yeah. I want to watch the... I had a little bit of trouble finding the Comanche dub, mm-hmm. right? Because this is available in two languages, which is pretty sick. It's too bad that they didn't actually shoot the scenes. Like, it's just an overdub of right. them speaking in the Comanche language, but... It's still pretty cool that it's available. And I started, I got about like 15 minutes in just to kind of check it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to definitely going to check this out. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't. I took it mostly at face value uh, as far as the trailer was concerned. Like the vibe and the energy that that had. I was like, cool. This is the movie. I'm Mm -hmm. ready to watch whatever this is. Uh, Yeah. And like all the other Predator movies are. They are 100% products of their times. Right. And I think this is kind of too, which is weird because it's a period movie, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of very like visible modern sort of stamps on it that you can't ignore. Now, when you say visible modern stamps, do you mean it's like if things that feel out of place or just like thematic elements that are transferable from a historical piece to present day. A lot of it's technical, actually. Like, uh-huh. a lot of it is, uh, I mean, it's the digital camera work. Sure. 100%. Like, I could not get past that, unfortunately. In, mm-hmm. in, there there are some incredible-looking scenes and moments, but there is also a lot of stuff that's just like, oh, man, if you had, if this had been shot differently, like, even these mundane shots would look a lot better. Sure. And more interesting. And then some of the camera work and editing... I was like, what are we doing here with this this action? Like that was probably my biggest gripe is like a lot of the action is either not very good or it's inconsistent. It's very sure. strong in some places and not so much in others. Uh, and then I feel like the a lot of the performances or the performers are feel like modern people, if that makes sense. Yes, I mean, that was honestly an element of it that I liked, that there was, you know, so often in movies you have these portrayals of, you know, histor- you know people from a past period acting very specifically, and it's almost more, it's not necessarily always, I feel like, actually historically based, but just based on stuff we've seen in other movies before, like, why do, why, when you have a movie that takes place in ancient Rome, are all the actors, do they have British accents? You know, oh right, and it's not just because you hired British actors. I mean, like, you got a movie like Gladiator, where okay, Russell Crowe, okay, he's Australian, he's using his Australian accent. You know that most Americans can't tell is not a British accent, and then but then you have Joaquin Phoenix doing a British accent. No, they use it as just like catch-all for like right. You know, and I think particularly with Native Americans, there's so much, uh, you know, so many portrayals of them. One or that are like overtly negative but also as you know these like slow speaking uh yeah wise, the, talking the to the stars stoic to get something that feels a little bit more organic i don't really care if it's 
uh, 100% accurate to how someone may have acted at the time because, one, there's no exact way to know 100% what that was. And I guarantee that some of these other portrayals are 100% inaccurate, even though we're just more accustomed to, to them. Yeah, it's more of just like this is the, the thing that we're comfortable with. Yeah, and it was less. Yeah. I think that's a great point, and it was more so, like, at the end of the day, there's a ton of young actors, and they felt very oh, yeah. inexperienced and didn't necessarily yes. have the range to, like, really deliver when it mattered. I think there are, the are like, flourishes of it and glimmers of it, mm-hmm. but ultimately it was like, ah, this is, you kids are a little flat. Especially like in, I think, the, in more intense scenes, right? I think, I think uh, the lead Amber uh, Mid Thunder, who plays uh, Naru, Naru, yeah, Naru. Yeah. Uh, I think she was great. I think she re- completely delivered. With some of the other actors, I I agree. Like I think everyone brought a, a lot of good energy to it, but you can see kind of like the the fact that they may not be as experienced. I mean, the actor who played her brother. That's the first thing he's ever acted in, period. Oh, well, that I guess that changes you know? the context a little bit. If that's the first thing, then like I'd you'd definitely yeah. like cut him some slack. <laughs> you know, he is he's never he's never acted in in like anything else. Yeah, you know, uh, he went to he went to a random casting call. Uh, I just saw an interview with him recently. He went to a random casting call, and then COVID hit, so he didn't hear anything for like eight months or something. And didn't know what he was auditioning for or, what, or whatever. Oh, yeah. It was, what and was then, the working title? was like, uh, oh, God. But it was like Bone Skin or something like that. Something, yeah. I mean, like, uh, and then got a call from, a, or an email from a casting agent saying, like, hey, can you send us a tape? We'd like, we're interested in you for this small role. Then he gets flown out to... Hollywood and he's like why am I getting flown out for a small role and it turns out like oh it wasn't a small role and it's a predator movie and blah 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 but they just couldn't tell him and you I, know up front what was happening you know that's so cool and I bet that yeah. was so cool for him I wish they would have maintained that secrecy though because I was reading uh some interview with Jan- Dan Trachtenberg the director the original sort of like pretense was like we're gonna market this as just like a like a a thriller and we're yeah. not going to tell people it's a predator movie and just right like, like if it was just like there's something out there you know yeah. like uh that would be, would have been amazing yeah you know yeah and i mean they they didn't really they didn't do that with the first predator but if you had just gone to see it on the you know by the poster or by seeing arnold schwarzenegger was in it and not seeing a trailer you would get that same kind of fresh experience. Oh, the one hundred percent. The best way, if it's possible for someone to see the original Predator, is to go in knowing nothing about it and to and to miss the very first opening scene where you see the spaceship. Yeah, exactly. If they just cut you know? that, and you're like, "Oh, this is just like a military thriller, and what's going to happen?" And all of a sudden, it goes sideways. Like, yeah, and what then, a mind blowing twist. But then, even then, even when you start seeing like it starts going sideways and you start seeing things from the predator's perspective and infrared and stuff. There's a million interpretations of what could be happening. Like, yeah. Oh, it's some, it's like some special ops guy, you know? Yeah. They're being rogue. followed by a sniper or something like that. Yeah. And then as you go along, even when you see like 
the first time you see, okay, well, now there's this weird, like, ghost thing, like, that's in the woods. Like, what is it? Is it a demon? Is it a ghost? Is it a monster? Is it an alien? You know, and there's then there's these gradual reveals. You know, that's the best way to watch the movie, if, if possible. It is. I. It, it's funny you bring that up, because that's one of, another one of the issues I had with Prey was, here you have the Comanche people who are uh, spiritual by nature, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, very open to like spirits and and things of the beyond. Meanwhile, they got this kid who is like, there's something out there in the woods. There's something weird going on. Didn't you see those tracks? And they're like, ha ha ha, good one. You're making up ghost stories or you're you're just imagining things. What are you talking? Like acting like she's nuts. And I was like, hold on here. Like, I yes. really could not let that. I was like, I get why they're doing that, but couldn't we have gotten there in a different way? I mean, genuinely, that is something I kind of liked, too, because, yes, like you said, like, she even says, like, I've seen a, I saw a, uh, what she, what's the word? Oh, yeah, like a flash in the sky. Right, but how does she, how does she say it? She's like, I saw, I saw a sign, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh, and, she, and she talks about, you know, how about it? it's something, you know, you know, mystical or spiritual, you know, coming down or whatever. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, yeah, these people might hold these groups of people might have these beliefs, but they're also still just people like not everything they're going to do is going to be like, oh, it's magic. It's magic. It's magic. And that's another portrayal of Native Americans that we've seen so many times where er- literally everything they do, they interpret as some sort of you know, grandiose, you know, spirit thing. Whereas in reality, I mean, like people are just going to be like, yeah, shut up. It's just bear tracks. Well, you know, I think maybe in this scenario, it might've been appropriate <laughs> when you see the invisible creature from the sky. Yeah, but they, but they have, but, but at that point in time, she's the only person who's seen this, you know, big flash of light in the sky. None of them have actually seen, the the predator, you know, they've only like, and she's the only one who's seen these giant tracks, or the only one who's taken a, a good enough look at them to realize that they are not, you, you know, normal tracks. Right. You know, so let's we've we've skipped ahead a little bit, but when we yeah. join this tribe in in progress, they're just living their life. We get a cool setup of uh, Naru uh, throwing her hatchet, tomahawk, yeah. whatever, and uh, like it's really cool. And I was like, oh, great. Like, thank you for, like, setting up how capable she is and how adept she is and, like, showing her skill set. Like, they show her hunting and doing all kinds of great stuff. Like, that was awesome. But the big brunt of the plot is they're hunting this giant cat, right? Right. And then the cat kidnaps one of their friends. Right. Like, they're hunting, like, a mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. But it, the, but the mountain lion takes one of their friends for bait, mm-hmm. and it's like, come and get it, mm-hmm. and then they do, and that's when they run afoul of the predator. And it turns out they are also in a very contentious kind of back and forth with uh, French trappers, which I wish had come along way earlier in the movie, because when they show up, it seems just totally out of left field, like no one has mentioned, even bothered to mention it before, aside from seeing a, like a, the bear trap in the woods. But there's no sort uh-huh. of discussion or kind of like exposition regarding that. We're just like, oh yeah, there's just traps. 
I think that that didn't bother me. You know, I think I, I mean I really like the part where they show up and how they fit into the plot, but I also didn't need them there earlier to like. Well, I didn't need a cue that they were going to show up. It's like this is not like an like an out of left field thing for me because it's like oh yeah sure of course these people were also here, you know, encroaching into this land doing their their thing. It makes sense that their paths are going to cross, you know, potentially in the story. I didn't really need a a setup for it. Perhaps if you were completely blind to any aspect of this portion of history, it might be a slightly confusing because you might be like, who are these people? But I mean, I think it's it's fairly it's fairly well known. This is all fairly well known pieces of history where it's like I can put the two and two together quite easily. It is. But I think for the story, like we could have at least seen like maybe the killing of the buffalo or like yeah. them setting the traps or something just to like. Just for like a kind of like a, just for like a completeness to that, I guess. I did like how they weren't subtitled when they were speaking French. And it was, we were, we were witnessing things solely from Naru, Naru, uh, Naru and her, uh, uh, the other people she's with from their perspective, like with her brother and other members of her tribe. Yeah, that's a cool touch. Also, I don't give a crap what they were saying, probably. Right. It It was was just like goon shit. Yeah, it was irrelevant <laughs> to the. Uh, and then when we finally can understand them, it's because they're begging for their lives and they want right. someone to help them reattach their fucking right. feet. I mean, I guess there is the one character who speaks Comanche, you know, the one French trapper who's who knows enough Comanche to communicate with Naro, and then there, there is always that one goon with a heart of gold who's like, "No, no, we shouldn't kill them. Let's try to he, talk to them." He didn't really seem like he had a heart of gold. He just well, seemed like, by comparison, by comparison, he just was the one guy who was just like, "Maybe we can, you know, work something out." You know, I'm slightly more beneficial. reasonable than these psychos. <laughs> but that I, 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 well, yeah, we're gonna get to stuff we liked later. Um, oh, are we still hating on it? Well, I'm just no. I'm just gonna say the thing. The things that for me that specifically maybe didn't work is there was just possibly some well i think the movie is overall very well paced and i like the fact that it moves quickly when it needs to most of the time and it tells it takes time to breathe at times there's other parts where i feel like they were trying to get from one spot to the next a little too fast oh yeah you know oh yeah there's definitely some like uh feeling like it's things are disconnected like you don't, yeah. you don't get a sense of the passage of time. Like you literally could right. have just showed like the sun moving, going down. Like I watched Evil Dead Two right after this, mm-hmm. uh, just to have something on in the background. That movie has a, so much bullshit in it for no reason, but it's like all these transitions. Like, oh, we're we're finished with Ash. Now we're gonna move on to, uh, uh you know, the, the scientists or the fucking tow truck drivers. So here's a transition to get there. Or we need to let you know that, like, it's getting dark soon. You don't know what time it is. It's the daytime, but it's getting dark soon. So here's a, a time lapse of the sunset, right? Or here's this or here's that. And there's maybe too much. It might be overloaded with that shit because it's a young filmmaker just, you know, like blowing out. But I was like, wow, a lot of that kind of like sort of fundamental stuff feels like it's missing here i mean even stuff where it's It's like the kind of thing you you don't notice normally it's just part mm -hmm. of the movie right but like here i was like hey wait a second like we're just kind of jumping like to these weird locations like it was like sunny and golden hour in this scene all of a sudden we're in this valley 
uh, and it's winter and there's fog and smoke and like right. all this stuff. And I was like, what time of the year is it? Now it's snowing. And in certain landscapes, you do have those things, those those rapid uh, transitions of climate. Sure. You know, but something but to we kind gotta of get a, there. Yeah, yeah. The, where is where? Yeah, we have to get there. And what is this? What is the transition that lets us know that we're not just jumping to a completely new place? I mean, even something like the the part. This is the part I think maybe the first time I noticed it in the movie is when she Onaro sees the ship, you know, coming out of the sky, and she doesn't see the ship specifically, but just the flashes of light and the the kind of the clouds parting ways and whatnot. That happens so quickly, you know, and then it just cuts to the title. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what? You know, like I think that needed to be a slower, more deliberately paced scene. There's yeah. some other stuff where we actually, when our first, some of our first shots of the predator, I'm that that didn't work for me because I felt it felt the same way. Or it was just like, oh, here it is, and then it's gone, and not like in the sense that we're like we're just getting little glimpses of it. Like we're getting full on visuals of it, but it's just kind of like. Seems like a kind of an insert scene, you know, that was yeah popped into a trailer and not necessarily a full movie. I also that I think one of my biggest issues with the film is how we get to know the predator and how it's introduced. Period. Now, like you said earlier, like at this point, everyone I think you said this right. Everyone knows what the predator is. We know what's going on. Yeah, for the as most an part, audience, I think. As, as, as an audience. So it's not going to be the same thing of like watching it for that first time when you if you saw the original Predator and didn't know that it was an alien movie and you get these slow reveals. We don't necessarily need that, but we do need something to, beyond just like, oh, here's the Predator and he's walking around in the woods by himself. You know, in Predator 2, we're showing the Predator very early on, but in a way that the characters witness witness the predator and they see something inexplicable and don't know how to describe what they're looking at. So they're aware of this creature much sooner than the other characters in the first movie, but there's still element of mystery and we're in on it, but they, but they don't know what's going on. So as an audience, we're kind of like, Oh, you don't even know what's coming. Well, and also the predator behavior in predator Two that early on is very distinct. It's, right. It's making a very, some very clear statements about the character of the predator. Why is right. it here and what is it doing? And those little glimpses of it watching the police action go down and the gang war in the street, uh, it hanging around watching the cops, it hanging the bodies in uh, in the rafters of the building, all of that stuff says something about the Predator. Instead yeah. here, we just get some bullshit. And it's not really like... We also get something we've never seen before, which is the Predator killing animals. Yes, which, which I'm is, okay with. <laughs> I thought it was weird. I'm okay with it because, like, one, it's like, why not? In Predator Two, we see on their spaceship all these these skulls that don't look like that look like the skulls from something that might be yes, by you know quadrupedal. But I, I was okay. I was okay with it. That worked for me. You know, it's just like, hey, I'm on this new planet. You know, or maybe it's not the new planet for them. Maybe they've been there before, but. I'm on a different planet. There's lots of stuff to kill. I'm going to get a little smorgasbord of everything, you know? Yeah, I guess. I just, I just, based on the previous evidence, it paints the predator as like a big game hunter. Like a right. skinning the snake. That It sort of made sense as like a leave behind if you're going to leave like a, 
you know, hang the the snake from the tree and make it as a gag and whatever. Yeah. But like the wolf, like I don't know that that shot was also fucking stupid. It was like broad daylight, and the, there's just the wolf standing there growling at nothing, barely even a silhouette. And I was like, this is not the epic shot that you think it is. Right. And that's too I... bad because, and that's like that happened a few times where I was like. Like, especially with the, uh, and I'm not going on a tangent here, but the yeah. predator, uh, like the targeting, they mm-hmm. fucking had those uh, dudes getting the, the predator, like, laser targeting on them in these awful, like, super bright shots. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, you have so much to work with. Take them to an area of the forest with, like, a little bit denser canopy where there's some shadows and stuff to play with, and that makes it a little more striking. You've got sure. like this flat, boring light. Ah, I don't know. It's just stuff like that where I'm like, man, this like you were so close and you just like right. swing and a miss. So like, yeah, the wolf scene. I I'm not like overtly upset, you know, upset oh, by it. I think it was. It's a personal attack, baby. I'm I'm hurt. I think <laughs> I think kidding. it was an unnecessary. I think it's an unnecessary scene. I think it is something that kind of spoils how we're introduced to the predator in this movie. The bear. Right, the bear makes tons of sense, and it's oh, I'm getting. Cool. Let let me get to that. Let me because this this is this is how I would have wanted this reveal to be. But also, like the scene where you're seeing with the snake, the snake scene is stupid for a few reasons. And obviously, what it's trying to do is just try. Like, what happens? Like, you have a little bug, right, or something, and then a shrew or a mouse comes and eats the bug, and then the snake eats the eats the mouse, and then the predator grabs a snake, and it's establishing that the predator is going for the is going for whatever the alpha type apex predator is in its surroundings you know but it's dumb because it's just one of those very contrived shots you know the cgi is really dodgy there and it's and it's also one of those things like if you didn't have to even if you really wanted to include the scene if you just had it made it one continuous shot it probably would have looked a lot better and felt more natural but also, and this is just me being incredibly nitpicky, right? But the pre- but the snake is like slithering between the predator and doesn't know that the predator's there because he's camouflaged and stuff. That's a pit. That kind of a, the snake that's in there is a pit viper, and pit vipers can sense heat signatures just like the predator can. So he would have been able to. That snake would have been able to be, see the predator. Well, right, and also the you stuff know? of like, oh, the predator's invisible. Well, they can fucking smell it too. Right, it's exactly. Not like, it's not like that's an impossibility. Like these animals right. don't need to be able to directly see something. I mean, there's right. that scene where the bear smells Naru and the dog when they're up on the ridge, following it. Right, the the yeah. wind changes, and all of a sudden, it's like you know, being invisible doesn't fucking matter. That scene with the bear is a great scene, even before the predator shows up. Like just what's going on with that scene and. Naru like diving under the water and to get into the beaver, you know, dam. And the way it's shot is really cool. I and wish then, that that underwater shot was longer. I was like, me too. I was like, cool. They're gonna do something with the the steps, and it'll be just like a little bit of a chase underwater. And then it was literally like a couple of frames. I was. It like, would have hey, been better. Yeah, it would have been better if it was shot. longer. It would have been better if it was longer. But I think that was still a like a good like setup, constructed scene. Then when the predator picks up the bear and the blood starts spilling out of the bear and we see the blood dripping down over the camouflage predator and that's how naru can see 
this creature for the first time, how much better would that have been too in the movie if that was our first full glimpse of this predator? Oh yeah, you right. Know? It it, we it was sort of like a ghost up until that point, and then all right. of a sudden, yeah, that's the reveal. Yeah, but we've seen we've seen even when we haven't seen it completely, we've we've gotten like these shots that are just a little too much. Yeah, of it prior to this, you know, if it had just been the 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 parting of the clouds and the flash of light of the spaceship, maybe a couple like glimpses that are obscured by the forest or something else here and there, and that's when we see it. Or if it was just the or if it was just the the spaceship, and then this part is next. What it, like we wouldn't have seen it coming, you know? Yeah, and that's where like that was my biggest gripe was like there was a bunch of cool ideas. And they just sort of like, they were almost there. And maybe that's, you know, maybe it's Dan Trachtenberg and his crew were like, uh, we haven't really shot shit outdoors before. And we don't really, they didn't quite know how to handle everything. And so it's, it's not like a unforgivable stuff, but it is like, no. every time you see something like that, all of a sudden you get an idea of like, oh, but what if you did it like this? And that's right. too bad. Because I really wanted to be like, blown away by something yeah well you know i'll say this too like there was a bunch of like little minute things like that that just kind of added up for me overall yeah that being said because i know i didn't haven't really given my what my definitive opinion of the movie is is i really liked this movie i liked it a lot i think you know it's while not without its flaws i think it's a really solid action movie it does a lot of things with character development that i really like um and there's a couple like two or three truly awesome set pieces. Yeah. You know, even when we talk about like, oh, this was kind of like a little dodgy there, you know, or like this didn't quite work. Like there's some parts that are just incredibly kick-ass, you know? Yeah. And I'll say this too, like this is the, you know, like this is the first time where 100% I never felt, there was there wasn't a moment in the movie where I'm looking at the Predator and it looks like a stuntman in a suit. Uh, there's, there's not much of that in the first one. You know, I think there's maybe like a couple of wide shots or something where his, the movements look a little stilted, but in all the other sequels, a lot of times I'm looking at it and be like, oh, that's a guy in a suit, you know, or, you know, you know, just kind of walking around clunky and whatnot. Now, conversely to that, I will say when we finally see the, the predator's face in the first movie, it's remarkable how much it looks like a living, breathing thing. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. Like it's, it's like, oh, you got an actual, you got an actual alien. Yeah, where you? Movie. Yeah, where did you guys find this guy? Where in this one, you know, there's some moments because there's a little bit more CGI going on with the predator's face, and it sometimes looks like CGI. You know? Oh that, sure, I, I agree know, with that. I want to save the predator talk until the end. Sure, because that's, I, I think I have the most to say about that. So what were the the your favorite set piece? The ones that really blew you away? I mean, the everything once the fur trappers show up, you know, like the setup to the big massacre and what happens immediately after that. I love, and that scene where the predator is just like mowing through the the fur the French fur trappers camp is incredible. I mean, I was watching this, like, and my initial thought was, like, oh, this is the best, you know, Jason Voorhees murder spree I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, but it was a predator. 
like that those scenes were really really good um in terms of just like action stuff i really liked the the, the encounter with the mountain lion even though that's kind of like short and brief i thought it built a lot of tension very quickly you know without doing without without even having a lot of stuff going on um and the final conflict i think is between naru and the predator is pretty solid and it has possibly my maybe not my most emotionally satisfying uh killing of a predator or defeat of a predator but my possibly what is my favorite actual just like how it was defeated moment it's pretty fucking good and i will say i was i was on the fence with a lot of the action sequences and things like that some of them delivered some didn't and so by the time we got to the final confrontation i was like i don't know how this is gonna go i honestly don't and i was like real skeptical there was a moment where i realized they fucking got me whatever inconsistencies and mistakes they'd made previously that was all out the window like this was on point and like there was lots of great callbacks there was lots of great uses of uh, weapons and skills and you know natural features like the the mud pit was great right i was stoked for that oh the call pits to its to itself the you know the things they set up early on in the movie that have payoffs at the end are, are excellent but also like the callbacks two previous predator films are a lot better than callbacks usually are uh, you know i i didn't need callbacks here technically this is before right uh, yes. everything else so we don't need callbacks or fan service or anything like that it's not necessary i agree i'm just saying like to me they weren't as like hokey or jarring as they are in a lot of other movies yeah the if it bleeds we can kill it was uh but that even came up like the way it came up was like pretty organic, you know, to It was. It just didn't land for me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I cuz I knew there was I knew at some point that line was going to be in the movie. Yeah. Even though it's not in the trailer, I'm like I knew it's going to be in it and I was dreading that moment. Right? And then the way it happens, I was just like, "Oh, that was way better. That was inserted way better than I thought it was going to be." Yeah. Still didn't need it, but felt it could have been a lot worse no i actually you know i i complained about the pistol or whatever but the fact that she is sort of fiddling with it throughout the movie and learning how to use it and all that stuff and then it pays off at the end i thought that was pretty cool i was a little Mm -hmm. disappointed because that kill is so fucking great but at the same time i was like oh you didn't get to use sort of like one of your signature weapons or you know to to finish it off but i mean that's but that's part of it right isn't it like but i guess they, they cut off the head yeah that, after it's after it, yeah. after it died but it's like that's part of it it's like it's not about using brute strength it's not about being a hunter in the sense of like i am the strongest you know biggest baddest wolf in the forest it was it was how do i I mean, even more so than in the original, you know, where it's like, okay, like this isn't working. Let's figure out something else. You know, in the original one, what is, what is the setup? Like these are the best human army guys in the world. Like we're specifically told that they're the best because, you know, Dylan, uh, not Dylan. Yeah. Dylan hasn't landed. Like someone told me you were the best, blah, 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 blah. Well, remember though, just remember though, they're a rescue team, not assassins. So killing is not in their nature. 
They're, well, they're a peaceful team. <laughs> well, and then we and then we literally see them being the the biggest toughest guys when they raid the camp. Yeah, their right? solution to rescuing the the problem of rescuing someone is to blow up everything. Yes, and potentially murder they're the like, people. Well, the hostage to... is dead, so we'll yeah. just fucking nuke this place. And then the predator shows up, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we're the best in the world, and even this thing can beat us, right?" Yeah. Where in this one, Naru frankly isn't the you know the best hunter in the world yet no but she's got something to prove that's for sure she's got something to prove absolutely and and she's underestimated but like think about think about you know in a lesser movie what would have been the setup she already would have been better than everyone else but no one took her seriously yeah in this one no one took her seriously and she still actually has to learn and she learns through her mistakes and she learns through fucking up, unlike the other characters who have a little bit too much hubris, you know? You know something um, about that? Oh, yeah, I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she really does, like, like her victory is, like, the culmination of everything she's learned and also taking the Predator's assets and kind of advantages and turning them against it. So it really is like that's arguably the best scene in the movie. Well, and you know what's really fan, uh, like really interesting about the, how this movie came to be is I was listening to an interview with Jet Dan Trachtenberg about it a few days ago, and he was talking about how his initial thing is he wanted to take before he was even considering doing a Predator movie, he wanted to do a story that was like one kind of set in this era with, with, with these group of people and he wanted to have a mo- movie told specifically like through action and have those have those that thing those elements advance the story and then he said like well I just took an underdog sports you know story and implanted it into an action movie that set in a historical time period <laughs> and then he goes well I need I need this has to be a David and Goliath story so it has to be like the most unstoppable adversary and he was like well wouldn't it be cool if it was a predator and he originally was not going to run with that idea because you know it's like well they're not going to let me do this like they're already developing predator movies and i'm i'm not going to walk in and pitch this movie and blah 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 but he just kept coming back to that notion and eventually it was like he just said like okay i'm going to try i'm going to pitch this movie and lo and behold they went for it you know so it's in its in its origin you know original origins it didn't even start with the concept of like, how am I going to make the next Predator movie? I'm just, how am I going to make, tell this type of story and what kind of adversary could I use, you know? And I think all that pays off. I, I, you know, like it works even despite some of the flaws in the movie. And that's why I want to watch it again, because like I said, you know, I didn't necessarily go in with the world's highest expectations, but I went in pretty excited. And I think maybe some of the flaws I even have with it, or maybe on the second viewing, I might not even care about it half as much. Yeah, I think that's certainly a possibility. So before we get to The Predator, I yeah. just want to say uh, thank you to the filmmakers for not killing the dog. This is actually, a you know, like a lot of times, like, oh, isn't the dog cute? Don't you love the dog? And I'm just like, uh, uh, no, it seems like the dog's just kind of thrown in there to uh, one, either be killed to elicit some sort of cheap emotional response, you know, or two, is just annoying. I really like this dog. It's a good dog. It's a good dog. It's a very good dog. I would have sort of, then this might be a controversial 
fucking terrifying statement to make. I would have been okay with the dog being killed here because it is a very likable dog, and I could I could imagine a very heroic end and that kind of spurring uh, a little bit of a revenge motif and and being like a little bit of extra motivation for uh, you know the final fight. But uh, I'm 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 glad they didn't. Well, that. if they had killed the dog, it would have been earned because, like we said, it's a good dog, right? We established this bond between the dog and Naru. So often at times you just have a dog in the movie and it's cute and then they kill it or something to – I mean, it's like, you know, like the famous like old like National Lampoon's magazine cover, you know, it's yeah. like buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog, you know? And it's that kind of like just like kind of cheap like – I'm going to force you to care about this because we're going to do this because the dog is cute or because this baby is cute. And I really don't like that stuff. And it happens a lot in movies and yeah. other stuff. I and mean, it's just la- it's just lazy, you know, but it would have been earned in this one. You're absolutely right if they had done that. Well, I'm looking at the clock and I think it's uh, it's about time we talk about this damn predator. What the do you predator think? itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the bell of the ball, the star of the yeah. show. What's your takeaway? This Predator, buddy, was designed by our good friends at Amalgamated Dynamics. Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis and their crew. And their work goes all the way back to Aliens and Stan Winston and even fucking the Monster Squad. Like, these guys have seen and done it all. And on this design... And execution, 10 out of 10. Yeah. This is fucking S-tier shit. Like, I have some gripes with some of the the tech conceptually. I think Mm -hmm. some of it is too advanced and too sort of way out of the wheelhouse of some of the other weapons. But as far as the, the look and style of this Predator... Holy fuck! I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a nine point five out of oh, ten. Oh, what? Because of the goofy teeth? Because no, of like not, the like the hippo teeth. No, and it's mostly more <laughs> just out of conceptual type stuff, not because I don't dislike it in and of itself. So, Predator full armor, this new mask, uh, the way it looks, oh, the, the way mask, it moves. and the way it fits on the head. Oh, holy s- shit! Fucking rad. Okay. Um, the leather, re- the leathery skin, like yeah. the brown tones, like the colors of the skin and the loin, the way the loincloth fits with like the uh, like the metal texture to it and like the mm-hmm. the arm gauntlets, like all of that stuff. The fingers and that's the sculpt of the hands. Everything from top to bottom is so fucking sick. I agree with you uh, to uh, to a certain degree with like the tech, you know, uh, the shield great right right it's the perfect like this is sort of a primitive weapon but it's got like a tech angle to it like it's an advanced primitive weapon right same Mm -hmm. with the uh like the retractable like spear whip thing Mm -hmm. that's cool like that works that's all kind of in line with what's going on here we didn't need the the overpowered net we didn't need the fucking like the the homing bombs like right. we didn't need all that shit, man. It it well, was, so it doesn't fit at all. For me it's more yeah, for me it's more like okay, like in this one his the, little the arrows shoulder, like the darts. Right. Well, those are cool, right? I in and of themselves, they are cool. I, and particularly how they pay off in the end of the movie. That's that's an that's an amazing setup and set piece. And I 
I really like that the fact that they like they took some consideration that this is okay. This is in the past, so these aliens have culture and history too. So they're not going to be coming to Earth with the exact same tech as they would have. No, they should not. Absolutely, they should, not, should, not. should not. We should we should learn something via that presentation, right? We but should that, be able to infer things based on right. what we're seeing. That being said, a cloaking device of the, of that nature seems way more advanced than the laser cannon it has in the in the first Predator yeah, movie. Yeah, it has like the protective shield. And I was like, what are you doing? You're advancing it's, the tech even though this is like right. hundreds of years in the past. That doesn't make well, any it's, sense. It's not only are they advancing the tech of the shield, the, the cloaking device that's in and of itself, but it's like, okay, you have these these homing tracking bolts because you don't have apparently don't have the technology for like a plasma cannon or whatever the fuck that thing he has in yeah. the first one is that seems like less advanced than just a cloaking device period yeah uh, that makes way so i mean sense. that's a pretty minor like thing for me though too and it's like i, I like the fact that they took into con- the consideration that there would be uh, a difference in technology more so than i dislike the fact that it's a little inconsistent here and there so I'm not complaining so much about that. When it comes and then when it comes to the actual predator itself, not his armor and stuff like all that is amazing. When we see the predator face, the the redesign of the predator face, to me it's a little distracting because I mean I know if I haven't read any of like the comic books and extended lore, but I to my understanding is they go into all like these different like subspecies of predator and yeah i don't want to hear it i don't even want to know the you know, name of the species you know right. what i mean like i love right. just looking at this stuff and getting yeah. mesmerized by it and like right. thinking about it i don't want to hear the fucking like etymology of like the race names and like the fucking different like cultural customs and stuff i want to just like look at it and then think about that stuff i don't need definitive answers that's why the scene the final scene of predator 2 works so well you see all of these different predators with different styled masks and different accessories and you just your imagination starts running wild right that's great to that point though it's like i agree with you i don't want all this stuff but to have like it's not just his costume or his armor that's different like physically he looks like a different species of predator and without that understanding of this extended lore type of stuff it almost just seems like a gratuitous redesign. Yeah, it should have been a little more familiar instead of so you know? jarring. So that's my, even though I think it in and of itself looks really cool, I have just for like continuity's sake of connecting this back to the original movie, why do, why do we specifically need that? Yeah. Why do we need to change it that much even though it does look pretty cool? Yeah, no, it, it definitely could have been less less of a kind of left turn. I I agree yeah. with that, although I had less of a problem with it than you did because they, they already fucking had me. They could have put yeah. like a fucking like Pee Wee Herman under that mask and I would have been like <laughs> 10 out of 10, let's go. I, I would have been down with that. My biggest uh, problem with the Predator though, oh God. And this is, this is gonna sound so stupid, but man, the fucking heat vision... The fucking heat vision is f- so far advanced, fucking high def and clean, yeah. and like just the perfect like they polished it up so hard. And I was like, this is this was the easiest one. This was a slam dunk home run. They have the heat vision technology. It should be stripped down to simplicity. 
Remember in yeah. Matrix uh, Reloaded when, or maybe it was in the first one, I don't remember, but Neo can see the agents? Yeah. Everything else is green, but the agents are orange. Yeah. That's it. Give the predator vision. Uh, the forest and everything else is cold. All the fucking living shit is one color. Yeah. Just give them that. Make it make it like a spiritual looking glow or something to like fit with like the 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 theme of the movie, right? Like just strip it down. Make it cool, but strip it back to like fit within this time period and this like stage and like the style and theme of the the predator design like how did they fucking miss something like that? That's such an right. easy one. Maybe, you know, the the answers to these questions are probably like somebody else wanted it to look exactly like the thing or uh you know whoever sourced the the vfx uh you know in their brief they fucking just said make it look like the shit but just make it look nicer like maybe it was just a disconnect you know what i mean like right there and i'm sure like i said like a lot of this movie felt kind of disconnected but i imagine that's the reason that a lot of this stuff is kind of like it doesn't all quite come together. It's because mm-hmm. more people were involved than necessary, and it just they, you couldn't they couldn't keep it together. I wasn't wasting I wasn't wasting energy on it. Oh, I I'm guess, wasting you know, my I... life toiling about this. But what all that uh, adds up to, like, and a lot of the the weapon stuff I was talking about, is the predator being so far overpowered over everyone to such a ridiculous degree that it doesn't like it. Like, takes me out of the movie. Take take away a few of the advantages here, right? And also, like portray the predator as like a little more sportsmanlike. See, that's crazy to me though that that was such an issue for you because I knowing how much you love Predator Two and like that's literally like Predator Two, which is like look at all these gadgets I got, look at look at all these extra things I have, look how mean I am. But you know? that was Predator Two. That was right. an advancement. That was like anteing up on the original right so you yeah. have to do that this is not anteing up this is like yeah. going back stripping sure. down this is like uh after uh a fucking a bunch of insane rambo sequels after rambo 3 you go back to the beginning and you strip it down sure absolutely but they yeah, didn't do really that in point. rambo so yeah. that's a bad example <laughs> yeah what's a good example rocky how about rocky Sure, like, yeah, from Rocky, you know, four and five, you go back to basics. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's an elegant design solution, and yeah. it's an intelligent design solution, and it's it it's the thing that separates a conceptual work from truly being great. And I know uh, my fucking uh, FX people out there, talk to me, baby. My conceptual artists, my designers, you guys know what I'm talking about here. Like, it's those touches that, like, take something from just being, like, bleh, and, like, take it to the fucking next level and make it an yeah. all-time brilliant thing. But, but purely on the visual look alone, oh, my God. I could look at this thing. I've been looking at photos of it all day, and, like, even in, like, shitty, like, overhead fluorescent lighting, it still looks pretty awesome. But, man, in the movie and in photos and everything, holy fuck. That's good shit. Absolutely. I really did not um, expect that mask to work. It also looks kind of different from a lot of the publicity shots and stuff. Well, we just got some very like brief shots of it in the uh, you know in the trailers and whatnot. And when posters. the posters and stuff, to me, it looked more like metal. Uh huh. But in like this, it's clearly like a layer of bone 
with right. uh, the like the tech underneath, which is man. Right. And, and again, the way it sits on the fucking head is it's very cool. classy as hell. Even though like some of those intro scenes of the Predator are not great, when the, the when we finally get to the full action of the Predator and and he's moving and I wasn't crazy of seeing him jump through the trees, uh, the way he the, in those scenes, but like. I did. It also didn't really bother me. I was just kind of like, oh, this just there was something about it that it felt a little off to me. Mm, but ninety five percent of just like once once we get full bore predator, like holy shit. Yeah, I actually want to. Now that we've talked about this, I really want to watch it again. <laughs> um. So before we get into our like definitive ranking, or oh, whatever. Yeah. Do you want there to be more predator movies? Of course. And if so, are you kidding me? I'll watch this shit all day, even the worst shit. Uh, yeah, I oh, absolutely. If it sucks, it sucks, but like let's try again until it right. doesn't, you know. But the, where the Predator w- was fucking garbage. Uh I yeah. like this a lot more. Where would you would you have anywhere where you would like the move the movies to go differently, new settings or whatever or new ideas or are you just kind of intent to be like what's next? I don't even care. Oh, no, there's so much you could do with this. I know a lot of uh a lot of folks have uh, bantered around about uh, what if the Predator showed up during the Crusades? Yeah. Like, so imagine like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, basically, but with a Predator in it. Right. That would be pretty cool. I honestly think that with the exception of the Predator, you know, from like 2018 and not counting the like, you know, spinoffs like Alien versus Predators. No, we count uh, that. No, no, I'm, we can count them in our ranking. I'm just talking about in terms, I'm just talking about in terms of like set up, you know, core canon stuff. I think the movies have actually consistently, regardless of the, the quality of, of of the execution, have done the right thing in terms of like how are we going to change the scenario and setting, like in Predator two, taking it from the jungle and putting it in the city, and then like making it appear as the assumption being like, oh, it's before they realize that it's actually a you know an alien from outer space. It's like it's rankful gangs killing each other off. Yeah, you know, then going in Predators to the uh, homeworld, or not a homeworld, but like the game reserve planet, and you know, having a whole bunch of predators on this, like, you know, kind of like most dangerous game type scenario. Yeah, a lot of folks uh, rag on that as like a dumb idea, but like, as far as how to assemble a like ragtag group of different like military personnel and assassins and whatever, that's pretty cool. It's 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 a great idea. It's execution at times is. Leave something to sure, be desired. but the setup is the I setup. Think, yeah, that's what I'm. Hell. That's what I'm saying. Regardless of the quality, the setup I think is we always been for the most part been pretty good. And then with this one, I think the setup is really great too. And I think not, not just the going back and stripping it down to basics, but also like what I really like about this one is sometimes what's more important than changing the setting is changing the perspective, right? And we have such a a protagonist in this one who's incredibly unique, not just because they're Native American and not just because they're female and all of our other protagonists have been male and not just because it's a period piece, but their like perspective of who they are and how they fit into things and how they are going to adapt to the scenario is completely different from the iterations we've had in the past. And that's part of the thing that makes it feel fresh. It's not just... You know, did we change the way the predator looked, or did we try, try slightly change the scenario? But changing that perspective, I think, really, really is what one of the things that like advances the 
the mythology of and like makes it seem like a, a new thing, even though it's kind of like this a, a setup we've seen before. That's right. If she can change and he can change, maybe we can all change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rocky Four. Hey, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Going forward, I think it would be cool to do something like if. Like you said, more historical stuff would be cool, but I wouldn't want it just to be straight up like just plopping them into another time period and, you know, be like, well, this time it's Japan or this time it's. What? That sounds awesome. It does sound awesome, but I would also like there to be something, you know, else going on. Like, how do we change the, like I said, the perspective and the, in the, and the, the scenario? I think it would be cool to have something like, oh, maybe he goes back to like, Viking time or like the ancient Celts and maybe he's hunting one clan, but then he goes and hangs out with another clan because he wants to be pampered and treated like a God or something, you know? And then if there's some sort of a front that the the clan he's hanging out with does to him and he starts killing that one too, the other two clans that before like say like, Hey, uh, we didn't look at each other as like, we looked at each other as inferior. This thing looks at us as inferior. The only way we're going to beat it is if we stop, you know, be treating each other as if we're inferior and like work together. And like, that would be a new scenario, you know, and a new perspective that could make it feel fresh, you know, without just being like, Oh, it's just a different time period or it's instead of, Oh, that's brilliant. uh, Hold on, hold on. I'm getting an idea here. What if the outsiders, the greasers team up with the socias and they're going to fucking fight the predator because my enemy of my enemy is my friend. There we go. Yeah, the, the exactly. Rich, rich kid money, poor kid switchblades. Mhm. And then see what happens when they match up against the predator. See, I like that. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Predator going back to ancient Japan, rad, cool. But give us something more than just switching the time period, you know. If we're well, going to think if the 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 you know, cultural interpretation of the predator is kind of what makes that interesting. It's like, how are they going to perceive like this enemy and how are they going to react to it? Like what do they do? Which is what happened in this scenario. I just hope, I just hope it doesn't become like a, this was not a lazy move. If it became a lazy move where it's just like, okay, we're literally just going to swap, you know, the, the, the period clothes and, you know, the location, but tell the exact same story, you know, just be like, saying like that in and of itself is what makes a difference it's just like now it's vikings and now it's you know uh cavemen you know now it's but it's you know just relying solely on that like time period swap well you say that but that's exactly how uh you know a studio operates they say well this is the formula that made us money, right so we're gonna go fucking get that money bag well that's what i'm that's what i'm worried about that it will that they'll just do just that instead of doing what this movie did which was okay we're gonna move it into this different time period and but it's gonna be we're gonna use that time period to tell a different story but there's no reason to worry when you know that that's the likelihood yeah, you know, if that's the the viable outcome, like there's yeah. no reason to concern yourself with it. No, we'll see. You're not gonna get the fucking predator versus Leonardo da Vinci in the goddamn Sistine Chapel. Sorry, uh, we might. That'd be great. He's like, take a seat. Let us let us paint with frescoes. Let us see who the superior artist is. <laughs> <laughs> the predator has met a whole new challenge. And it's just like it's like dipping its claw in oil paint and stuff, yeah. trying to fucking figure out how to. <laughs> how to... It goes and takes. It goes and takes an art class. You oh know. God. Okay, so definitive rankings. Here we go. Before we get out of here, you want to go first? Yeah, you got it. And we're including 
spinoffs, Predator versus Alien and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, we include those. Okay, no cool. fan films though. Sorry, uh, no. Batman, Aliens, Predator, Dead End. Stay Ugh. stick to YouTube. Anyways, uh, so right here's my definitive Predator ranking. I'm gonna go in uh, descending order. So worst to best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the absolute dirt fucking worst is actually Alien versus Predator. That movie fucking sucks so bad. And it's almost a dead tie for between uh, that movie and The Predator because they are p- pretty neck and neck. I think The Predator might have a little bit more going for it, but man, does the fucking Alien versus Predator first movie fucking suck so bad. The CGI, the fucking writing, the characters, the lore, the visuals, the performances in the suits. Like, it's all fucking garbage. So, that sucks, and that's the story I'm sticking to it. So, better than The Predator, though, is AVP2. AVP2 is purely an effects movie. The human story is trash. But the uh, the Predator versus Alien fights the Pred Alien. And some of the solo Predator stuff where the Predator goes around hunting the aliens and cleaning up crime scenes and shit is actually pretty entertaining and fascinating to me. I wish this was a visual podcast right now because I'm just shaking my head Yeah, I don't so give a crap what you think, you much. stupid dummy. I'm going to come to your house and fucking eat your lunch. <laughs> uh, you're you're going to come to my house and I'm going to make you a nice dinner and you're going to sit down and relax and then you're just going to say, thanks, Elliot. I'll be like, thanks for the pork. I wanted fucking steak instead, but whatever. Oh, I'll give you steak. <laughs> so, and then we get to uh, Predators, which I think is pretty mm-hmm. good. I think it's pretty entertaining. I got some minor so wait, with it, but I'm sorry. So you you tied the Predator and an Alien versus Predator for last place. No, I think AVP is dead last. Okay, so the because so, it really okay, annoys me. So I'm so you're, is it AVP, the Predator, and then Alien versus Predator Requiem? Yep. Okay, that's gotcha. it. Then we got Predators, which mm-hmm. is uh, you know pretty cool. It's uh, it's a lot of fan service and shit, and the. Uh, the Predator dogs are stupid, and the Lawrence Fishburne character is so fucking kooky. Like, I don't the know Predator dogs are stupid, but they're way better than the Predator dogs in The Predator. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Without question. Um, but yeah, I like I like the cast. I like the action. I like the uh, the warring Predator factions. Kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I like the, the final fight. It's a good, like, just mixtape of, like... You know, here's how a really sharp modern military guy would fight a predator. It's pretty good. Yeah. Then we've got da, 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 da. number two is the uh, the original Predator. From is this number three? Because you got three movies left. What's the other one? Oh shit! The movie we just talked oh, about. Crap. <laughs> uh, I should have wrote this down. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next number three is uh, Prey. Mm-hmm. That's a tough call because there is a lot of fan service and fun stuff happening in Predators, but I think because of the fresh concept and, man, the look of the Predator, even though the, the Predators in Predators are sort of cool, like, man, I just can't get over how fucking great they nailed that. So uh, praise number three, and then we have the original Predator, and then Predator 2 is the King Daddy, untouchable. Superior to the original in every possible way. Okay. 
That's obviously yeah. that's just one man's opinion. No, I actually we, like the fact we that can agree you, to disagree. And yeah, I'll, I'll see you in hell, but uh, I'll wave to you uh, when we get there. You know, I like the fact that you like think it's better, even though I think that's completely bonkers. Um, okay, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the reverse order because you did it that way. I'm gonna go best. We're gonna do a Predator Two episode because no, not many oh, yeah. people know this, but there is a. Uh, unreleased demo episode of the show. Correct. That even came before episode zero, which was our Correct. proof of concept. But there is a, a, a lost audio recording about Predator 2 that has never seen the light of day. And I think maybe at some point we'll uh, listen to that and then maybe do a follow-up episode because I think yeah, Predator little... 2 is very interesting and we can do a fucking head-to-head. I mean, we've done it before. We've we've. This is not the first time we've talked about yeah. it. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about it in passing here and yeah, there, but like, can really, it deserves its own episode. Yeah, we can really have it out and uh, see if it completely nukes our friendship. Absolutely. Um, okay, so yeah. in I'll do the reverse. I'll do best to oh, worst. Do the same format I did. No. I'm, I'm flipping the script. Give people something to look forward to. If you say that your favorite at no. number one, they have nothing, there's no reason to keep listening. That's true, but by the time you've said what your second favorite is, they know what your first favorite is. Because there's only one left. Or if you did it in reverse, no one cares what your care. least favorite is. Whatever. Just do the show, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. Number one, I'm gonna have I am gonna put the first predator. I know it's obvious, it's this and that, whatever. I don't care. Uh one, I mean, just like I saying, like one of the first movies of that kind I've ever seen in my life. It was very like influential to me, like blew my mind, you know. And two, I think it's just like it does a lot of things so well, and it does does like some things I think are like almost impossible. Like one, not impossible, but just the level of tension and dread it builds and builds and builds and builds is amazing. Uh, and the, the, the multiple reveals of the Predator, like, like okay, well, here's its vision. Oh, here it is as a ghost. Here it is in armor. Here's the final look. You know, like, there's all these incredible, like, peeling back of the onion layers. Here you it know? is shopping at Trader Joe's. I wish, you know. Then also, just like, the, the balancing act, tone act it does is insane. Like, you have these ridiculous, muscle-bound, comic book character you know yeah paper thin hero paper thin implanted into a real world scenario that's being followed and be but the while they're being tracked by the real world scenario being like the uh, mission they're on while being tracked by this insane alien hunter and it all feels real you know yeah These, the, the, actually the arguments they have on their way to admitting yeah. to themselves what's happening it's pretty good. These characters should not be in a movie that f- feels set in reality, you know. Uh, yet it does. Yet they do. Like this is an incredible balance of just like tone and making pieces that shouldn't fit together fit perfectly together. So that's so it's going to get number one for me. Number two is this is going to be a little bit trickier because while I agree with you, Predator Two is wildly underrated. It's a movie that I find has a lot of problems too. The same way I think Prey has some problems, and I do think overall, Prey is probably a better made movie than Predator Two. Yet Predator what? Two has, yes, uh, I have. We'll talk about this in the full episode. I think you there's a lot see the of face I'm making. There's clearly the soft spot for it in your heart. But oh, there's you're just up so your own ass. 
No, I'm not. I'm not. Like, there's stuff I love. So, I mean, the very fact that you, you think it's better than the first one, which I said, I like that you have that opinion, but it's a kind of a crazy opinion Stop in general. I'm trying to right? police my enjoyment. I'm not policing your enjoyment. You're policing mine. Elliot I'm saying the like, cop. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't you dare say that. <laughs> no, I do think overall, I think it is a technically a better made movie for the most part, but there's also some moments and scenes and ideas and stuff going on that while I don't think it gels all together all the way, like there's stuff I really love in that movie. Also, I mean, I think it's, it should be pointed out that pretty much all of the Predator movies ex- up up until Prey have some, have not great to very bad stereotypes in them and Predator 2 probably being having some of the worst. You know, and that's not just me talking from like a, oh, is this movie a political standpoint or is this movie socially responsible? But just from a storytelling standpoint, I do think that Prey being the only movie that doesn't have those stereotypes and really having characters that feel real is a big step up in in, in certain ways. Um, so at this moment, I'm going to set them in a tie for two play, for, for second place. Because I really don't know how I f- ultimately feel at the end of the day about about it. Because I have to, I'd have to watch Prey a couple more times before I could really decide on that. Then we have Predators, so pretty much in the same spot. I think it's a fun movie. I think it has some good stuff in it. I actually like Lawrence Fishburne in it and how kooky he is in wow. it. Wow. And uh, I also like. Well, I also think he, he plays a nice part in setting up the ending of the movie because what happens at the end? Like, they defeat the Predators, right? Interpreter defeats the Predators, and then instantly more, like, he sees more spaceships coming up. And that's what Lawrence Fishburne told him. He's like, you can't win. You can't do this. And he's like, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And then he wins. He thinks he wins. And then instantly it's like, oh, doing it again, you know? Uh, but that being said, I think the movie has a lot of problems. And it's fun, but it's not... No, right, it's, you means. turn your brain off. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. Then I'm going to put Alien versus Predator wow. next after. I don't think I don't think anything you said about Alien versus Predator is wrong. I get B movie fun enjoyment out of it. All right, you know, it's as a as a stupid movie. Uh, it entertains me. You probably forgot about the scene where the predator has the super long arm blade, and then it flips around backwards so he can slash backwards. Oh no, that's stupid. That's yeah, I haven't forgotten. Arguably about that. the stupidest thing that I have ever seen in a movie. Oh, there's so much stuff like that in that movie, and I guess it just does enough of it that I just go like, okay, I'm gonna have fun. It's committed. Yeah. unwaveringly to its stupidity so that you it's, respect it for that. Yeah, exactly. So then after that, I am going to put The Predator as second to last because that movie is such dog shit. It's really annoying. It's annoying. Everything, every time there's a character on screen, I'm like, stop talking. I hate it's, I hate its very conception idea of, of like what the, what the movie is about and what the, what's going on with the plot and what, what's, what's motivating the action. I hate it more. I think it's stupider than 
the plot of Alien versus Predator, and that's saying a lot, you know. And yeah, you hear all this stuff about like, oh, there was studio interference and blah blah blah, and there was reshoots and yada yada yada. Was a single scene that's in this movie in the original version or vision of the movie because there's not a single good scene in the movie. Period. There's not a line of dialogue that's good, you know. No, it's excruciating. It's so so bad. And then after that, I am going to put Alien versus Predator Requiem, which, I mean, I guess I feel about Alien versus Predator the way you feel about this one, because I don't find anything, I don't find there to be, I think, anything fun about this movie. Um, you can't see like 80% of it because it's so dark. And I've attempted to watch that one twice, and I haven't been able to get through it all the way. That's it. That's, that's, that's all the movies. Well, there you have it. That's it. Last time, if you had joined us last time and listened all the way to the end, we told you that we had a special episode for you next time. This actually isn't it. Uh, no, we there's decided always to... a special episode on the horizon. That's right. We decided to do this one in in advance because of Prey coming out and having done the trailer. But we do have something kind of fun planned that will be theoretically be our next episode. Yeah, as always, keep your eyeballs on Instagram to figure out what the fuck we're doing next. That's where we're going to tell you. We're going to tell you on the show. We we already lose money on this show. Yes. And have historically. So we're not going to just give all this stuff away for free. You're going to have to earn it. Correct. By becoming our captive audience. Mm-hmm. Tie yourself to a chair. Open your ear holes. One, I guess, leave one hand free so you can follow us on Instagram, at Trash Heap Pod, but smash that. That follow button for us, please. Hell yeah. And then we'll do yes. more episodes and more shows, and it's going to be great. We'll all march directly into the sea together. And then maybe after this, maybe, like we said, after this uh, secret special episode, maybe we'll do Predator 2 then, the full the full meal deal. The big dive, deep dive, or maybe we'll do something else. Yeah, we're but... not going to talk about the other Predator movies, though. I think I think we've no. exhausted absolutely yeah. any interest in that. Absolutely. So that's going to wrap it up for today. It knows how to hunt, but I know how to survive. And until next time, the dumpster is closed. Goodbye, everyone. Everybody go back to doing what you were doing.